everyone and welcome back to another episode on my podcast. For this episode, I have a very special guest joining us. Now, this gentleman is a former mixed martial artist who has been in the industry for over a decade. And he has been associated with brands like the UFC, Bellator, World Series of Fighting as well. And now he helps transform thousands of people's lives through coaching, where he helps them develop the right mindset, the right spirit, and also a healthy body. So without further ado, I present Mr. Clifford Starks. So Clifford, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Vishy. I appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. And thank you so much for joining in so early in the morning, because I think it's 7 a.m. right there now, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty early. Getting started, getting my Saturday started early. Um, best way to do it. <laughs> I really am grateful. So I will straight away get on with this podcast. In fact, I've been watching Clifford's uh, YouTube videos for quite a while now. And each video has a new message which inspires, you, inspires me to another level. And one thing that struck me off late was one of your videos. I think uh, you did this around three months ago is a video on how to take control of your life. So I thought there's no better person to help me discover more on this topic than you. So here's my first question. Uh, here in India, where I am from, uh, we haven't heard much of UFC. Uh, personally, I follow UFC quite a bit. And I know it's a professional sport which involves a lot of hardcore fighting as well. And when you think of uh, a professional sport where you have mixed martial arts and then you talk about uh, what a life coach does or a transformational coach does I kind of feel these are two things which don't go together right at the onset so here's my mm -hmm. question how did you transition from mixed martial arts to transforming people's lives yeah so I feel it's something I've always been doing just because I had to transform my life before. And that's the thing, you transform your life before you try and transform anyone else's. And so my journey really started with being a fat kid and wanting to lose the weight, just wanting to get it off. You know, in no way was I thinking I'm gonna fight in the UFC or I'm gonna fight in Bellator. I just wanted to get in shape. And so once I got in shape, um, me and my dad had a conversation and I wasn't planning on having this conversation because I was a sophomore in high school. And he's like, well, what do you want to do for college? Right. I'm like, I still got three more years of high school. <laughs> <laughs> True that. So he's like, plan ahead. You always want to plan ahead. And so I'm like, this man, crazy man. So I thought about it and I was like, you know, I, I had such an enjoyable journey losing my weight. I want to teach others how to do the same. So I got into kinesiology. That was the goal. And so I started as a personal trainer before right. I even went into fighting. I was a personal trainer and there was just something missing. And it was the competition piece. I love competing. It's fun. It keeps you sharp. Um, and it's you versus you. And then I know you watch the video, the world works for you, but that was later on. You know, it was, I had that you versus you mentality. And right. it's what drove me to do the things that I do. And so when I went from the transition, it was kind of a seamless transition because my whole mission is about not only doing right by me, but doing right by others. You know, I stopped fighting 
because I wanted to take care of my son. And I didn't think I could take care of him in the way that I would have liked to with fighting. In fact, I remember a few of your earlier videos. I think your son was also on a couple of them, or at least in the introduction yes. part of it. So I hope he's doing great. He's doing well. Doing well. Growing fans. Good to hear that. So there are two sorts of people in lives, right? Like you said, one where we talk about me against me as an individual. I try to better myself over the course of time. And the second is, it's also about me considering others around me and involving them on my journey as I grow along. So I think that's another interesting point that you mentioned. So here's another thought that I had as to, I do understand there are a few elements that help you transition seamlessly from mixed martial arts to coaching people as well, both in terms of body and spirit. But what are some of the common elements that kind of struck chord with you as you transition, which helped you without any hiccups at the beginning? Yeah, so in a lot of ways, fighting is like life. You know, you're consistently fighting. And sometimes people don't realize that's what they're doing. In fact, hearing the word fight, it's like, I know you know about manifestors and, and people who say, just let it come to you. And there's truth in that, but you have to go through a process. Like I've never seen anyone not go through the process. And so the process is the fight. You know, and that, that's why I look at transformational coaching and professional fighting. They're very similar because as a professional fighter, you're putting the professional in, a, in it and you're also putting the fighter in it. And so to us, fighting is like this primal thing, whereas professionalism is standing up for what you believe in, standing up for the right thing to do. And so when you put the two together, it's being able to stand up in a primal state. Like life gets hard. It just does. It does for all of us. And whether we're fathers, mothers, kids, we're going to get kicked. And the question is, what are we going to do when we do get kicked? And some people stay there and lay there, and some people walk away from it. And I, I want to remind people, go after your dreams. You know, go after your dreams with intensity. And there's going to be hard, bump, bumpy parts in the road. And that's okay, because you can grow from that. Uh, that's where fighting and transformational coaching, they really go hand in hand in that aspect. True. I completely agree with you. I also remember watching uh, a podcast interview of yours. By the way, I was prepping up by watching your other interviews so that I have good questions just like those. I remember this gentleman asking you, I think the podcast name was Rise, uh, Rise Repeat and Grind, EIC. Uh, so I remember him asking you a question. And while you were answering it, you did say that one of your mottos of transforming people is to help them find their purpose or their why right yeah. so how do you go about that and how did you arrive at that motto yeah so that's a continuous work in progress the reason i say that is i look at each individual as just that they're an individual they're not a cookie cutter and so asking the right question but not only asking the right question but the right question for the right person at the right time. 
And when you can do those three things, it's powerful stuff. You know, they just open up and they see the world completely differently than the way they had originally seen it. And they see really the gifts of what they are. You know, I think ultimately, since I listen so closely to people, right. I see their gifts that they just, they don't even see because they're, they've been used to being beaten down and broken down and told what they can't do instead of the things that they can do. And so if we all start looking at people more about what can they do, it's empowering for them and it's empowering for the person who's delivering the compliment and everyone can win. And so that's the world that I see and that's the world I, I practice it on a consistent basis. And I think a lot of people appreciate you uh, for that purpose uh, solely because it's not easy finding a purpose. I mean, it's easier said than done. Uh, I, I remember watching this video from a speaker named uh, Simon Sinek and he mm. keeps telling people that it's not about people buying what you do, but people buy why you do it, right? It's okay. always the why factor because that drives our emotions and relationships and our well-being. Uh, another point that you mentioned in one of your interviews I noticed is uh, you said uh, a part of your job or uh, a lot of your job involves helping people find the right light, right? Mm -hmm. Or helping them transition from the journey of darkness towards light. And what I liked is you did give a reality check there. And you said sometimes for certain people, the light, they might not be ready to see it. And if they aren't, then you also wish them the best or you help them adjust their vision better. Right. So can yeah. you, can you give us a few instances of where you did have people where they found it difficult to adjust to this light that you speak of? Yeah. Well, people are good. You know, people are good in, in general, and there's going to be some people who are so broken and so battered they only know bad, right? They only know how to do bad. I'm going to say that's like one out of a hundred people to be like so broken that they just want to see the world burn is what I'm talking about. True. And, and then there's people who they want to do good, but good isn't enough. You know, that's why my whole message is about awakening the greatness within. Like good just isn't, isn't enough. And so they'll go through a process and they'll actually have hiccups in their process because they're trying to do the right thing. And sometimes the most important thing to do is the right thing for you. Like I had one guy who was dealing with a drug addiction okay. and me and him had a conversation and he was talking about helping this friend out of his and he was going to go over to her place and show her the way of like, bro, don't do this. Like, it's not going to end well. And he said, Cliff, she really needs help. And I, I go, I get it. But either find some sort of professional who can help her. Because when you go back in, you're not out of your dark space yet. You haven't gotten out of your cave yet. And you're going back into the cave to save someone else. And so he ended up doing it. And it, it ended up happening the way I was expecting it to happen. Um, he ended up reusing. He called me up. He felt like crap about it. And my whole thing is, okay, well, we can't change the past. 
Yeah. We can only focus on the present moment. We can't change that. And so I, I kind of don't like the premise of starting from square one because you just learn on your journey. That's part of the process. You're just consistently learning. And eventually the goal is for you to find so much leverage that the world just starts. You realize how much the world is working for you. Um, but it's a process. It's a process of stepping, tripping, falling, figuring it out. And I always say, go to your light before you try and bring others to their light. It's a process that you have to go through. Don't go backwards into the cave and try and take someone else out of the cave when you haven't even gotten out of your own. Exactly. Um, I've heard this phrase called life coach being thrown around a lot. And I, I work as a corporate coach, so I help people do better at their jobs here in my country. But when I see people claiming I am a life coach and I can help people out, the first question that I ask is, have you gone through any trauma? Have you gone through tough times? And how did you bounce back from it? Because unless you've not gone on that journey yourself, how can you even help someone out? So I think what you said is absolutely right is, unless you have enough of it, you can't give it to someone else. So it's about finding the light within you. Um, so when you were in, in, in the mixed martial arts sport and while you were doing it, when did it click to you that I should also help people transform? And this is my calling. So when did that happen? That's a really good question. <laughs> and I'm actually going back through my Rolodex. I did have a list of questions, but this kind of clicked to me just now. So, <laughs> so on the fly. Okay. So I like it. I like it. Uh, my whole thing has been about being. So being your best you consistently. I didn't know I was going to take the transformational coaching route. And the truth is, I was always a form of a transformational coach because I'm always listening. I'm always seeing what I can do to help people move forward. And I also know my limitations. I know when it's not my place to ask the questions or elicit advice. And I know when it is my place. And so even as a personal trainer, quote unquote, personal trainer, I was always Clifford Starks. And Clifford Starks was a person who would always give light to people coach does is they just give light to people in dark times and they give light to themselves as well you know i like you said i'm not going to tell people things that i haven't done before and if i can get more and more stories this is what's really cool as i get more stories from more people it gives me more energy to give more light right Very true. like i've dealt with haters I've dealt with people who love me unconditionally, and I dealt with people who love me conditionally. And all three are okay. Because as long as I'm strong and firm within me and my beliefs, I can use that as energy. Like that's what it comes down to, is everything can be used as energy. So I guess to answer your question is, there wasn't a time where I was thinking, oh, maybe I should be a transformational coach. But my whole premise of providing light to other people, that's always been a part of who I am. And that's always been something that I stood for. 
even some people may say like, well, you punch people in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that was a signed contract. <laughs> we both signed off on it. Yeah, man. When, when I see those videos of UFC fighters and I did see that clip as well. And I've seen a lot of pictures where like you go in for the weigh-in and they yeah. check your weight and then you hold your fist up and then you do the, uh, the photos and then you get in the ring and there's a lot of trash talking and then you kind of get to beat each other up. And to see that Clifford star talk about transforming mindset and spirit and body, it's such a yeah. huge difference. But like you said, I think it's a natural extension for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I would never, I've actually never been in a fight outside of fighting. And my whole thing is protect yourself, of course, you know, protect yourself. But as a fighter, as a professional fighter, that's the beauty of it. It's both professional and fighter. We are signing a contract and we're in agreement of we're going to do this. Not we're in the street and I just want to hurt you to hurt you. Like, that's not the way that I roll. Good, good to hear that. In fact, uh, when we think of fight, we always think about just physical strength, brute strength. Mm -hmm. But we all know that it's far more beyond than that, especially in that sport. It involves a lot of mental strength. You need to know who you are. You need to be at the right place to even think of doing something like that. So I really got to appreciate you for doing this for so long and leveraging that as well and doing mm -hmm. that for so many people. Uh, so another thing that I've always wondered about is in my part of the world, at least in Asia, uh, so I live in India, is that we do talk about mental health or uh, having the right mindset. Uh, we also talk about having the right physical health, but somewhere I feel we don't connect that together. We feel that if you're physically fit, you're pretty much good to do most things and we don't pay enough concentration on having the right mindset or the right spirit. So how do yeah. you go about addressing that with your clients or people around you? Um, it's interesting because I look at my clients as not only they're people, you know, and a person is someone you care about. A person is someone you love. A person is someone you, you create a bond with, but when you become attached to the outcome, that's when you get in trouble. Uh, I don't become attached to people's outcomes. I give high intention to people, you know, okay. fully. And when you do that, they'll just be more inclined to do what they need to do. You know, if I go into a place of servitude, they want to do right by themselves and they want to do right by people who care about them. So it should be a, a frictionless process, you know, and, and there, there could be friction there and it could be friction from their past traumas. Right. And so when you can figure out how to weave through those past traumas and, and honestly also be informed enough to know if they need therapy or something of that nature, you know, you send them, you send them to where they need to go. But ultimately, people want to do what's right. And now it's just about giving them the strategies to be able to do it. That's all it is. They don't wake up thinking like, man, I, I want to do something crappy today. Like. They just end up doing crappy things that day. <laughs> so when you can give them the patterns right. and the solutions and the habits, 
to go through their process in a seamless way, everybody can win. Very true. I love that word servitude. I think that's a big part of helping people transform because uh, the more you let them have control over the process and you're there to guide them, the better it is. Uh, Speaking of past traumas, uh, I can think of something that happened with me a few years ago. So I'm, I'm 33. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. I look younger. (laughs) So thank you. So Around four years ago, I was in the gym and uh, while working out, I, uh, I'm not sure how did I do the bench press, but after returning home that day, later that evening, I had a very severe pain in my lower back. And I thought it was more to do like a muscle spasm or something. And I waited it out for a day, like most guys do. I s- slept over it. <laughs> so the next day I had my hip completely shift to the right. And I realized it's a lot worse. I went to the doctor and we got the MRIs done. And he said, uh, you do have the case of spondylolysis, something to do with uh, having a stress fracture and your hip kind of compensating for the pain. Uh, It took me almost two months in bed to kind of get over it. But since then, over the last two, three years, I've gone in for regular checkups, but somewhere I've lost the confidence of doing things the way I usually do. Something as simple as everyday life, uh, going on a bike or doing sports in general, because somewhere I do feel exhausted in my lower back when I do that. So for me personally, that has been a huge mental block and that stops me from doing the best that I can. And I'm sure a lot of your clients may have a similar experience where a physical trauma also has like the scar mentally. So how do you go about helping such people out. And by the way, even I need advice on that. So, Okay. Our bodies are badass. Like, and I can't even possibly explain it in words how amazing they are. But when you think, when we start from a, a sperm, right? Essentially. Right and an egg and turn into the unique powerful being that we are with everything coming together in an alignment in the way that it needs to and so energy goes to or energy flows where attraction goes so whatever we're attracting it's going to flow into that place and so if we go after i'm i want to heal, I feel myself healing, I can see myself healing, and learning the necessary strategies that will work to that will help us on our way. Uh, it's a powerful, powerful thing. You know, I actually I ended up fracturing a rib when I was fighting and I healed faster than I was supposed to. And that's because I put so much energy into doing the right things. I was icing and heating when I needed, I was wrapping it when I needed to. I I actually had to stretch it regularly so it would heal properly too. And I was doing infrared on it. I was doing everything that I could because that was what was most important to me at that time. And so the body wants to work for you and the body wants to work for us. And when we take the time to realize that and step back, and say, what do you need from me right now? 
because all pain is telling you is step back or address this. <laughs> like that's what it's saying. <laughs> and so when you realize that, right. um, our bodies are trying to work for us, not against us. And stepping back and saying, okay, what do I need to adjust? What do I need to do differently? What do I need to do more stretching? Do I have a muscular imbalance? Do I, was I squatting too much? Was I benching too much? What was I doing something too much? Was I doing something too little? Was I not putting in the maintenance in a certain area that I needed to put it into? And when we look at it in a solution-based instead of a problem-based, it makes finding those solutions much easier. I, I love the part where you said solution-based because usually when we have challenges, we think of only the challenge. We never think about the road to get out of it. Uh, no. Yeah, true. And I, I, I'm sure this advice also will help a lot of people listening because each of us do have some or the other uh, physical or health concerns that we deal with day in and day out. And that stops us from believing in ourselves. Uh, that's another great thing that I noticed about, uh, you know, certain people when like people like yourself, when you help people transform, it's not just about taking mindset as a separate entity or the body as a separate entity, but you deal with everything as one. So tell me a little bit about that because I saw that on your website where you talk about transforming body, you talk about transforming mindset and life. So how did you come at this concoction, so to speak? Yeah. So ultimately, uh, when I went through my journey, I feel like I'm getting younger every year. And I really mean that. Now, I know there's a, there's a timeline for our life. And so I want to live my life as comfortably as possible as I go through my journey. And so going from being the fat kid to not so fat, to I, the mindset piece was always pretty strong in me, in the belief of self. And I really believe that came from a couple traumatic events, plus having very strong um, foundation with my parents. It's kind of funny, I still remember my biological dad left when I was young. I was four years old and he left. Okay. Yeah. And so there was a piece of me and that, that probably helped shape my mindset to be like, okay, people leave. So you better get strong and you better get strong now. Uh, as a four-year-old kid, uh, most four-year-olds aren't thinking about that. Right. And so that's something that uh, it just, it locked into my head. But my mom was always a support system. And when she remarried the man that I call father now, um, they gave me very powerful values. And I knew I could do anything that I put my mind to. And so when I looked in the mirror, it, it was really, I looked in the mirror and I said, all right, I'm done with this shit and I'm going to change it. And so that's what I did. I, I changed it. And I felt so much better for changing it. And so I don't know if people realize how much they go hand in hand until they go through the experience themselves. Right. It's one of those things where you have to experience it. Like you just have to, to, to know that when you're on your game, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, nothing can stop you. And it's not to say that you still can't do what you need to do when you're physically not into it, 
but it is to say you're going to be a lesser version of you. And why would you want to do that? Why not get the whole package working as a well-functioned engine so that you can live as fully as you want to live? Absolutely. In fact, I can hardly believe it even now that you were overweight when you were a yeah. child. That's hard mm. for me to believe. And honestly, you, you look just as good as what your videos are eight years or seven years from before. You, look, you don't look like you've, you haven't aged a day yet. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And, and, and I think that comes from a place of hard work. You've put in a lot of effort into your body, into your soul and your mind. And that, that result is visible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, meditation, breathing techniques, Wim Hof's breathing technique is one that I do regularly. Uh, cold showers, oh, exercising. Yeah. yeah, all those things, they add up. They add up. Okay. I hope it's uh, not as cold in Arizona as the other parts because cold showers are not an easy thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I took one. This way, I had a fight in Russia. Wow. wow. That hurt. <laughs> but it's kind of nice like it was so cold i could i could feel it through the bone like it was like wow this is this is really bone chilling was um, the water state to even take a shower because it's so damn cold there <laughs> yeah 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 i was like in my head again it's that competitive side of me i'm like i'm gonna do this i don't care i'm not jumping out i wanted to jump out but i wasn't going to and it hurt but it felt good too and it's, it feels amazing when you get done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a great thing about sports because they give you that uh, competition, that they give you this attitude of never dying spirit because that's what helps you get through. And like what Absolutely. you said, it's always about you finding yourself on the journey. I know it sounds mm -hmm. cliche, but honestly, nothing could be more true than this. So 100%. Clifford, where do you see yourself in the next five years? What are your plans for your clients, for your transformation and coaching process? Yeah, so ultimately, I just want to help as many people along the journey as I can. Like I said, I came up with this asinine number, I want to help 1 billion people. And I really mean that. And helping 1 billion people doesn't mean they're necessarily coaching or even working with me. Right. Helping 1 billion people just means they got the message that they needed when they needed it, and they start implementing it. You know, and so as I go through my process, I know that when you help enough people, they end up helping you. That's the way the world works. But I did it even before then. You know, as I've gone through my entrepreneurial journey, I've always been one to do my best to do right by people because it just, it feels good for both me and for the people that I'm, I'm doing it for. I, I like the fact that you're entrepreneurial journey is not just about business or uh, revenue, but it's also about involving the community as a whole and doing the mm -hmm. best for people around you. Um, so anything that you would like to tell uh, the people watching, because a lot of my audience is from Asia. Some of them mm -hmm. are from America as well. And yeah. of course, I hope from the other parts of the world. So what would you like to tell them about uh, your uh, you know, website and the things that you're doing currently? So ultimately, I want to say the greatness is always in you. Uh, if you're doubting yourself, I get it. Do your best not to and take the actions that you need to. Uh, if you get nervous, if you get freaked out, if you get scared, 
it's okay. There's a superstar in every single one of you. And if you're feeling strong and you're feeling empowered and you're feeling unstoppable, share that with other people. Um, the most important thing, if you want me as a source, you can check me out on Awaken the Greatness Within. Uh, that is my group. And that's the group where it's about bringing inspiration to other people and helping them shine or showing them how to. And also it's a group where you can just shine bright too. So people can support you in your shine. That's what it comes down to. You can also hit me up on Messenger if I resonate with you and I feel like I'm a good fit. So folks, if you have to reach uh, Clifford Starks, uh, you can check first of all his website. It's cliffordstarks.com. I'm gonna leave all the links in description. Uh, he also does great videos on his YouTube channel, so you can check that out as well. Of course, he's available on Instagram. Uh, so feel free to reach out Clifford uh, for any sort of uh, advice, assistance, or any help that you need, because we all need help, especially times like these. It's not easy getting through them unless we have someone uh, around us to help us out. So Clifford, first of all, thank you so much for accepting the invite, waking up yeah. so early in the morning and being here. Uh, that means a lot to me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It, the pleasure was all mine because a uh, conversation like this, people like myself get a lot to learn and you never know who's watching and who can get inspired by that one single word that uh, you know, people like you say and that can change their lives. So on that happy note, thank you so much for watching folks. Uh, I'm going to leave all the links in the description. You can check out Clifford's work. And uh, until we meet again, take care and have a great day. Have a great day.